everybody welcome back to storm with christ where we're going to be jumping into proverbs chapter 31 today i do want to apologize if i sound weird or if i sniffle i'm coming down with a little cold so yeah bear with me please also I have so much going on on this page because I've done two studies. My study today and my study a little while ago. I think sometime last year, I was watching a Bible study on this. I believe her YouTube name is Coffee and Bible Time. I'll link it in the description. Please go check her out. She helped me a lot when it comes to breaking down the bible she uses a soap method so if you know you know if not please go check her out so i'm going to try to make this easy on the both of us because before i didn't put no arrows i didn't do nothing so i'm gonna try to keep up with myself whenever it comes to breaking down today's and previous one but let's go ahead without further ado and jump right into it the sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterness his mother taught him. So King Lemuel, he's the author. And just like Proverbs 30, he is not mentioned anywhere else in the Bible. And his name, Lemuel, means belonging to God. And this was, Proverbs 31 was written to the younger generation awaiting marriage, the wise, and those seeking wisdom. Listen, my son, listen, son of my wound, listen, my son, the answer to my prayers. Do not spend your strength or wealth in my Bible at the bottom. It says wealth. Everyone's is different on women. This speaks of an unhealthy obsession with romance and, or sex. It should not be made into a reason for living. You're a vigor on those who ruin kings. If you want to read a few passages whenever it talks about a woman ruining a king, you can check out 1 Kings chapter 11 verses 1 through 10 and 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 12. It is not for kings, Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer. Lest they drink and forget what has been decreed, and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. The responsibilities of a king are so great that it is essential that he not be impaired in his judgment in any way. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. I hope I'm saying that right. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. If we are able to right a wrong, we should speak up and judge fairly. We should all defend those who have trouble defending themselves now we are about to jump into the part 
that everybody comes to Proverbs 31 for, and that is talking about the wife of noble character. So verses 10 through 31, which is the rest of this chapter, speaks of a godly wife's character, giving Lemuel and other godly men an idea of the woman to search for. It is also a guide for women, showing the kind of character she can have. A wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Rubies are valued and rare. It would be rare to find someone who fits the whole list, so it shouldn't be used to compare or condemn. Rather, this character should reflect the values and aspirations of a godly woman. And on the side here, I have a certain color for certain meanings. So, for that first verse, a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. That color is going to go with women are the source of all sin and evil. And that is a lie from the culture during that time. One of the lies was saying that, you know, women are the source of all evil. And if she's the source of all evil... How is that true if she has a noble character and she is worth far more than rubies? Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Her character is trustworthy, filled with integrity. She will speak, act, and live with wisdom. This goes to the lie from the culture saying that a woman is just a piece of property a husband can take advantage of but if that was the case why would he have full confidence in her that doesn't make any sense so she brings him good not harm all the days of her life and this one goes back to the women are the source of all evil and sin if that was the case she wouldn't bring him no good and she would bring him just harm all the days of her life but she doesn't do that she does the opposite she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands using poetic images king lemuel's mother described lifelike examples of the busy hard-working and creative character of a godly wife a noble wife knows how to seek and find things that are necessary resources for her family and home She is like the merchant ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her family, for her female servant. So verses 14 through 15, a noble wife provides food for her family when it's still nighttime. She also shows compassion and care beyond her immediate family. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She thoughtfully invests and uses the profits to better her family and their future, in this case, by planting a vineyard. She sets about her work 
vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hands, she holds the distaff and grabs the spindle with her fingers. A distaff is a stick or spindle onto which wool or flax is wound is wound for spinning. She uses both her hands to do the work well. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. She's when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. And this goes back to the lies from the culture that women are the source of all sin and evil and if that was the case she wouldn't open her her arms to the poor and she wouldn't extend her hands to the needy and also for those two verses 20 and 21 she has so much love it overflows to others she makes coverings for her bed she is clothed in fine linen and purple her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land and a little note that i have i'm pretty sure it goes with this from before she is contributing to society going above and beyond what was expected working unto the lord and not man She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchant with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So verses 24 and 25, the fact that she is willing to sell garments shows that her first priority isn't in what her cloth isn't what's in her closet or what she wears she cares more about the display of her character she speaks with wisdom and faithful instructions is on her tongue and that also goes back to that the life from the culture women are the source of all evil and sin She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, sorry, her husband also, and he praises her. They treat her with respect. A woman of such character and wisdom rightfully receives receives the blessings and praise of her family. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. A note that I have for that last verse on here from before, is she did not let the lies of her culture define her and she listened to god and for verses 30 and 31 a woman who fears the lord has beauty that does not pass in charm that does not deceive proverbs begins with a strong connection between wisdom and the fear of the lord it ends describing the noble wife as filled with wisdom 
beauty, and charm that marks a woman who fears the Lord. So would you say that you are a Proverbs 31 woman?